0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for the Carlton Blues podcast and the Boo. team. The booze, Boo. Chris. <laughs> and the team analysis. You can't, just because you're a Collingwood supporter, Chris, doesn't mean you can be an arsehole.
1: Oh, uh, kind of does actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time that I can actually completely what? be an arsehole.
0: <laughs> well, look, um, Carlton Blues, there is quite a little bit of uh, Supercoach relevance about them, particularly on the top end and draft relevance. Probably draft relevance more than any other uh, format, I think, this year, Chris.
1: Definitely. Um, there's quite a few players that have potential breakouts. Correct. But not a lot of top end there at Carlton, and which is what we all know. They're, they're more used to that bottom end, especially of the, the, <laughs> the, the ladder.
0: Of the ladder? Oh, you're an ass. Um, <laughs> but look, yeah, Patrick Cripps is one of the most uh, formidable talents to come across the league, so we'll get to him shortly. But the funny thing that i found, though, Chris, is that with Carlton Blues is that a lot of their lower-end talent have played football games, and it's probably due to the fact that Carlton have recruited half of their team from GWS. So half of their team has played games. They don't have that many rookies that are cheap enough to be um, worthwhile, I think, as far as your standard side. So we'll get into the team. have a looking at the, the season review for 2019, Carlton... Probably didn't have the best year, but they did show some glimpses and they did show some fight, which I think is a little bit of a sign for their uh, supporters. Mm-hmm. And by the fight, I'm talking about once Teagues took over and uh, they dumped their shit house of a coach.
1: I, I kind of feel bad for Brennan Bolton because he basically got handed a rabble and then developed well, that rabble. And then if he finally gets a draft pick in Sam Walsh that he can do something with...
0: Well, then, I, I feel, I feel, nah. Catch you later. Mike. I feel for him to a certain extent, but at the same time, you're playing people like Murphy, like a um, Kurnow out of position. And then all of a sudden, Teagues comes in going, well, if your best position is this, then you are that, until someone knocks you off.
1: Whilst I agree with that, what they were trying to do is develop, develop their players. Yeah. So, well, and what is... and the other guy comes in and goes, oh, no, nah, we'll just play everyone in their best positions because we want to win games. Well, and he wants to be You've got coach. to be last anyway. What's the difference?
0: Oh, they won some games. They didn't quite <laughs> cool, come Cool, bro. Last. Well, you can develop positions all you like, but you might as well develop your resume while you're at it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, valid point. But valid I just don't... Point. I think that they're still in a rebuilding phase. There's no way yeah. that they're jumping out of that bottom four.
0: Uh, just out of, if anything. I think it's it's touch and go. But you're right, they don't have the depth because everyone... at This this year, I feel for Carlton, is more about let's seeing who has it and who doesn't and then let's make some more list changes yep. because they will need some more picks. But the good thing is for the Blues is that... I actually think that they did really well recruiting this year. They didn't have to give out anything, and yet they got Nunes and they got Jack Martin for absolute squiddly-diddly nothing. Excellent. So there's some good options. Um, But again, we'll go into that. When you (laughs) say (laughs) good. Yeah. Let's talk about them a little bit later. we'll we'll get to that in a a second because it's coming. It's coming. All right. Um, Yes. Uh, Anyway, so the season review. So the unfortunate thing for Carlton is they were third last for Uncontested Possessions. Uh, they were minus 552 in uncontested possessions against their opponents, right? That's huge. That's huge. They're, they're getting smoked and they, they're leaking possessions everywhere. Then they're second last for effective disposals, minus 614. Again, ouch. Uh, second last for disposal efficiency. So not only once they had it, they then butchered it. Ouch. Uh, fourth for clearances, which is a thank you, Patrick Cripps.
1: That's literally Patrick Cripps. <laughs>
0: that's Patrick a Kripps. little bit of
1: Sam Walsh in there, but that's yeah, basically Patrick
0: Cripps and Walsh first in the league, and then after that, anyway, fourth overall. Uh, sixth for turnovers. So when they had it, they butchered it. And then 14th for tackles inside the forward 50. <laughs> so they were minus 79. So when it went into the forward line, they just couldn't keep it there.
1: There was that one game that Harry McKay was like on fire. Let it on fire. And then that's about it. <laughs> that's, right, so... Well, could look, Kuna, if Kurnow could and, stop being injured, you might have another forward that could actually mark a ball down there.
0: Uh, or if McGovern took things seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, he loves
1: meat pies way okay, too much, no, that no, guy. No, uh, this, this Get is into this, your meat pies there, McGov. Uh,
0: this is a serious podcast. These... Those are facts. They are not opinion. And and the thing is, is that they do have a long way forward. They do have a lot of improving they can do. First of all, when it goes into the Ford fifty, scrap like hell to keep it there. Not only that, you're looking at uncontested possessions, man the fuck up. Like <laughs>
1: It's not This is what I mean. I think a lot of it is coaching. Like, yeah, like but do they have the, the, the cattle to be able to perform?
0: Try not to leak so many possessions without anyone on them. That would be a great start. So I think there is a long way forward that is them in a nutshell as far as their review. That's not going to be what's happening in 2020. I'm hoping for big improvement, but that mm-hmm. is what was. Um, 2020 draw, they have the round 13 buy. So again, the middle buy, not ideal as far as premiums go. Um, but the funny thing is that from round 17 to round 23, they're, they're actually in Melbourne. They're pulling a, They're in Melbourne.
1: They're pulling a Richmond.
0: A mini Richmond.
1: Yep. I like they're it. in
0: Melbourne. So th- the good part is is that if they actually have a fairly good... And um, successful start to the year, they don't leave Melbourne for the back end. Not like they're going to make finals. No. <laughs> so you know, hey, that, that's a hush. They
1: show. might leave a couple, lose a couple of draft spots at the end of the year. Well,
0: they might, yeah, exactly. They might gain some position, and yes, yeah. so, okay, fair call. Cool. Um, but here's the funny thing: is that we said Brisbane finished top four, and they had what the thirteenth hardest draw or the sixth easiest draw. Carlton have the sixth hardest draw, <laughs> which. According to champion data, that's not me. They play Richmond twice, the Saints twice, North Melbourne twice, and the Bulldogs twice. I uh, I don't know. But that how doesn't many... sound that hard. It doesn't. It's sound Richmond's that... hard, but
1: what Saints? Saint well, yeah. Saints have
0: made more inclusions than. I think Saints Carlton. will be
1: competitive, and I think Saints could push for top eight this year. But... I think
0: I think Saints should probably beat Carlton. I think North would be a flip of the coin, and I think Bulldogs and Richmond will beat Carlton. So I I think Carlton probably have their work cut out in their double up matchups. The, the
1: thing is, though, on any given day, they could beat any of those teams except for Richmond. So the only the only real team that I don't think they've got a chance of beating this year is Richmond. The other four teams, like they could trump Ud Bulldogs on their day. Yeah,
0: yeah. They could trump the any, Saints. Anyone could beat anyone on their day. But as far as you're looking at overall ladder position, yeah. you would say that the other teams would be favorites in all of those matches. Well, oh, absolutely. When, because
1: Cardinal, the worst team in the league. <laughs> they, they probably don't even go favourites at home against Gold Coast this year
0: <laughs> you can't excuse me
1: oh, sorry all right. it's my last Carlton drive. I'm sure there's like 50 Carlton supporters out there that excuse- listen excuse to our me. podcast that are just going to shred me about those calls it's all good <laughs> totally excuse it. me
0: do you need to be excused for a little while? Is that, is that what's going on here? I'm um, actually
1: pretty hungry, I'll be honest.
0: Oh, Jesus. Okay, well, the good thing for Carlton is, is that the second half of their draw actually looks a bit easier. They play Fremantle, or Gold Coast, Sydney, Lions, North, Melbourne, and Saints in the back half of the year. So if you did want to wait for someone and pick them up after the buy, it would probably not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, problem is, is that the only premium they really have is Patrick Cripps, and he'll score anyway. So, yes, Patrick Cripps might go off the leash and go ham. It doesn't matter. He will still get contested possessions. He will still score well against good opponents, which then leaves someone like a Newman who, yeah, you might pick him up in the back half of the year, but it's questionable anyway. So you're not going to miss out on too much from that. I actually predict them coming just outside the top four, maybe, 14th or 15th, Mm -hmm. I think, if they have a good year. I'm not going to be as harsh as Chris over here, who is just (laughs) seeing with his pies eyes. Um, List changes. It's not too much going on at Carlton, except they lost, what, Andrew Phillips? Yep. Catcher later. They picked up... I think
1: he's an important pick for them, because Cruz is never available.
0: Well, yeah, but they picked up a Pitney, so I think that's actually probably a good pick for them. They got in Eddie Betts, Jack Martin, and Nunes. Um, We'll get to them later, but I think they actually got a few people in. They got
1: more goals into their squad, which I like, because they lacked goal kickers like a big four type, Eddie Betts can play tall you know he can take a big mark and he can kick goals he can play tall
0: yeah okay the best of Eddie Betts is gone but I think he will provide at least 20 goals that um, Cutton didn't have so absolutely um, look let's go for the premiums Patrick Cripps the man the beast Uh, he is a $635,000 midfielder Sorry. Uh, huge. He Good did have time. some injury issues last year, missed a couple games, and probably didn't finish off the way he started. But, look, he had played 20 games, averaged 117.1, 89.9% time on ground because he does have that ability to, to go forward and smash a couple goals on the Lions, I believe. Is it, Chris? Yeah. Four, in fact, in yeah. the second half. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, 71% disposal efficiency. So, look, he averaged 119.4 in 2018. Um in 2019, we had five scores over 148+. plus, So that ability to hurt you is definitely there. And if he starts off with a couple of bangers, you're going to wish you had him and you're going to be behind the rest of the competition. So of those five over 148, that includes a 157, a 169, and a 194. And that 194, we all know, is against Brisbane Lions.
1: True. Um, just on Cripps, I find his scoring super erratic this year, and um, which is kind of weird. Four Crips in general, because well, he's usually so consistent. It
0: wasn't too bad, though. He averaged 123.35 over his first 12 rounds before he got injured. Yeah. So it's not... Yes, he has some low ones. What but I'm saying in ceiling. terms of
1: Erratic, I'm saying is he had really high, like high highs and low lows this year. High highs so just, just and low listen lows. Listen to this from round nine.
0: Listen to that analysis.
1: From round nine, he went 66-116. 89-194. 78, then he had the four games off. 115, 73. 152, 78. 134, 85. And then 148 to finish the season. He went big, sm- small, every single game from round nine onwards.
0: Well, Chris, you can't go big every week. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: joke that keeps giving. Yeah, right. If be... anyone's paying attention from the last <laughs> podcast, you will know exactly what we meant. Um, but uh, and people have said that that could be the Teague factor. Yeah. Um, of him, you know... Moving Kernow into the midfield is going to impact impact this year or there or Walsh Mur-
0: Murphy as well was yep, in. Yep,
1: absolutely. So whether that continues into next year, we don't know. Now he still hit huge numbers on the weeks where he you know he scored really well on his off weeks. So I'm not exactly sure if that is going to continue into next year. I still think he's an absolute premium pick, and I will is currently in my starting side. He's,
0: he's still a jerk. but it's
1: something to watch. Yeah. If he's not going to be able to produce consistently anymore,
0: not only that, he'll still be like thirty percent owned. I reckon. Uh, even then, it's one of those picks that everyone just wants to have Patrick Cripps because he's just a beast, and there's so much you don't spoken want to not about it. Correct. Pips. So he, will, oh. I reckon, he'll be over thirty percent owned. And yeah. if you're not on him, you're kind of hoping that he'll start off slow. But it's one of those ones. He's not going to hurt you too much if he doesn't start off with the world on fire.
1: And it, I mean, he generally plays. I mean, I, I know last year he obviously only played uh, the twenty games. Um, but you have to—you'd have to say the year before he played twenty-two, then he had that big issue with his back and had only played fifteen. But two years before that was twenty-one and twenty. So he plays generally twenty games yeah. or over most of the time. So yeah, it's he's reliable not, for games. He's not a Josh Kelly. Huge ceiling, especially when he plays Brisbane, which they play twice this year. Or
0: <laughs> I, like, I like I like the two U's that you put into huge there on top of it. I was like. huge.
1: Huge, like his biceps. But it reminds me of so Wolf on Wall
0: Street, offering huge potential <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. minimum mm-hmm. risk. Anyway, uh, the next premium I'd like to talk about is Nick Newman as a defender. He's 524K, 20 games, average 96.7. Huge
1: 80, back end.
0: 83.8% um, time on ground, 75% disposal efficiency. Now... Looking at his scores, though, Newman's always had that big ceiling. Even as a yeah. rookie, he still smashed out some big scores. But he had six scores over 117, which I think is good. So 134, or 147, or 161. Only four scores below the 80. And the best thing about him is it's like a mini, Reese, uh, mini Heath Shaw. I shouldn't yep. say Reese Shaw, Heath Shaw. Uh, in that three out of his four uh, disposals were kicks.
1: Yeah, he definitely kicks way he more than He kicks it yeah. three
0: quarters of the time, which is amazing for Supercoach because kicks are worth gold, everything that you love in a defender. However, Doherty is back this year. That
1: is a big concern this year, and I do That's agree with you. That's
0: a big concern. However, I'm hoping Doherty is probably more back pocket and that quarterback and that... I reckon Simpson's probably just there for depth almost this year. It's I, a hard, I, what hard What Simpson does
1: this year is going to be strange. I, I'm I not exactly sure what what their I think role he'll be or like, plan for him is. He'll be
0: depth maybe, just going back pocket, telling Doherty that you're good. You're doing good. <laughs> yeah. You're doing well. well. If you get sore, give it to me. After the
1: buy, Nick Newman averaged 109. So he definitely had a massive back end. Is I don't think there's much value in the pick because of Doherty returning. If nah. Doherty doesn't come back this year... I think that Nick Newman could be a potential easy top ten defender and potential top six lock, and you've got to have him. But especially with that back, end, but the back you end wouldn't last pick year, Doherty
0: and 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 um, I think
1: that's way too risky. Too many,
0: yeah. You can't pick them both. Too
1: many. No, you I can't don't...
0: pick Newman and Doherty in your I, starting squad. I agree. And Doherty is what a ninety thousand dollar discount, and he's done it before. So
1: and his scores may be affected because so Nick Newman was Great. taking some kickouts. I think Doherty is going to be the primary deliverer. Oh, from. don't
0: don't ruin my, my good stuff coming. Oh yeah. Uh, the last premium is obviously Matthew Cruiser. Based on his numbers, five twenty eight K ruck. You just wouldn't pick him in standard. Hell, you wouldn't even pick him early in draft. You just wait for it. If nope. he falls in your lap, he's even...
1: he's the classic example of do not pick a you don't do get a pick high a, pick. So you don't pick a ruck. You don't pick a ruck and you wait to the end and then you go, yep, Cruiser will do.
0: Unless you have a very early draft pick and you want to pick up. Uh, Grundy or a Gorn or even second round pick Goldie, which would be good for a second or round. or first
1: option on your bench is you pick up a that'd be great. A Otherwise,
0: you know, with with Matthew, you would just let him cruise on by, Absolutely. Uh, unless he fell in your lap. So I agree. Look, he's he had five scores over one nineteen, but he's only played twenty seven games out of his last forty four. So yeah,
1: it's it's a it's, it's a no for me. Kenya
0: Cruiser, no. Uh, <laughs> Doherty is my mid price slash keep an eye out for. And
1: slash probably locked into slash, I'd say 70% of teams
0: right now. Well here's the thing with Doherty, right? Is that he's he's a defender, he's four thirty-six K. He's gonna be so highly owned that if he does fail, you can then trade him to a defender killing it or yep. one down, one up him to a premium. It's quite easy to do. It's not the worst scenario and everyone's going to own him. So it's not going to It's not going to hurt
1: you even if he does go bad. It's not going it to hurt you. It will hurt you if you don't have him and he, and he goes toweling. big. Yep, correct. You are going to be screwed because you're going to scramble to get him into your squad.
0: And you think 30 like 30 35% ownership isn't huge, but when you have 200,000 people, that's like 60 to 70,000 people that are, are all of a sudden ahead it'll of you.
1: It'll be higher. It'll be way it'll be yeah. 60% ownership, bro. Nah. Oh, dude, it's gonna be so high. No, no, no. He's gonna be. I'll take you I'll, take you. I'll take
0: your overs and unders on forty. Okay.
1: I'll, I'll gladly take that bet. Really? No, yeah, that's what I easily. Uh,
0: so you're saying over forty percent? Over
1: forty percent ownership? Easily. Oh, jeez, I have to rethink this. He will be a top five selection. Mm. It'll be like Grundy Dockerty. Yeah. Okay. He's he's got the value. Okay, so fifty percent's pretty big though. The the, the the pros and cons. the, the, the pros are that. He has more potential scoring power than any defender currently in Supercoach. Yeah.
0: The, downside, two ACLs.
1: Well, and I'm still going with the pros.
0: No, no, downside. <laughs> but the pros
1: are that also we haven't seen Doherty in the era of the kickout as counting as a possession. Yes. Whereas, so that could add more points to him. We might get another five points per game on top of him already. Carlton are a better team than they were five, three years ago when he was last playing. Five years. <laughs> um, and his injuries are both ACLs. It's not soft tissue. It's nothing to do with anything else. It's oh. their big injuries that are season-ending, and, and that's not necessarily going to impact him moving forward. Well, show me how you dug it. Well, he doesn't need to change his running gait. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like It's, that's it's a, something that's going to impact his football ability. No,
0: that's a joke of you doing your ACL while dancing. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, excellent observation. So, anyway, so basically, here's a good thing with Doherty. He's been doing everything at training except match simulation. I shared a photo yesterday on Facebook and Twitter. No strapping on his knee. Looks pretty sensational. I think he has dropped some kilos. So, basically, from the Director of High Performance said that the 26-year-old was in excellent physical condition. Oh, He's moving into his
1: prime as Doc
0: well. Doc has come back and is training. He's probably about doing 80% of the training drills at the moment, and this was end of November, so that was a little while ago. Has uh, dropped a bit of weight, and he's, in unbelie- he's uh, unbelievably professional in his rehab. He's feeling good about his footy. So the last two seasons that he did play, and this is something that people forget because they live in a bubble and they don't really appreciate the fact that how good Doherty was, he averaged 108.7 and 114.7. And that was before, Insane as number. Chris said, the kick-out rule where it actually counted. So best case scenario, yes, he's come back from a knee. So they might be like, okay, let's not make you do anything that you don't need to do. But let's put you on kick outs. So you can then be the quarterback and you don't have to run around and try and lead and man an opponent and do all that stupid shit. We'll just give you, here's the footy. Here's the ball. Here's the ball.
1: Have 40 possessions a game, bro. It's here's the
0: ball. Go nuts and have it count as a possession. And I could easily see them doing that because I don't think Simpson will be getting the kickouts when Doherty's there, and especially when Simpson's old as old man Simpson. I don't know how many games Simpson plays
1: this year, but I'd take I, over-unders at 12. I reckon he's phasing Ooh, out, see, out I'd his probably career. take
0: overs on 12 and unders on Doherty at 40% ownership. There you go. Double double down. Double down. Um, Please, so
1: obviously the other consideration is Nick Newman and he's obviously um, become a bit of a ball magnet and averaging quite high. But again, Doherty played with Cade Simpson. So as long as he's over his injury, and we will see it in the preseason, yeah. I think he's got to be in your team. But he's got you've got to be able to see in that preseason that he's actually reliably over his injury before we make any decisions. So yes, he's currently in my team and I think he should be in most people's team. Yep. But there is a until, question mark there. Until further ado, yeah.
0: just put him in there and then look, worst case scenario, you change your, you change your structure. Yep. Uh, okay, next one is in the mid-prices, Jack Martin, 420k mid-forward. Uh, nah, yeah. not even. Not even. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's the poor man's Martin. It's the Martin that you don't want to have in your forward line. Uh, look, I've seen... Talented. Talented guy, super coach, irrelevant. I've seen so many people talking about it. I don't know why so had three zeros. Um, (laughs) So so many. Same Um, as the amount of using Patrick Crisp. (laughs) Right? Um, Just because he changes clubs. And yes, I get it. He could move into the midfield more. But you are realising he came from the Suns where he could play some midfield because... He's not moving into
1: that midfield. They
0: lucked. No, no, no. Then he's not moving into that midfield. No way. Not with like yeah Cripps and Murphy and Walsh and everyone else. Even they've got Dar, about fifteen midfielders
1: on that list. There's no way geez, that they're they'd putting put, Jack Martin. They probably
0: put Paddy down in front of him in the midfield. He's either going behind
1: the ball or in front of the ball, and he's likely to go in front, front of the of ball. Front
0: of the ball because they lack options. Absolutely, and that half forward scoring
1: power—that's what they need.
0: They need scoring power. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's the so, one position where they really have a—they sh- have a shit forward line. Not only that, I have for a while.
0: Not of that, he didn't play many games last year. You're looking, 16 games, he's been injury-prone for quite a while. Yes, he was highly touted, and yes, he could um, easily go and pull a crouch and actually play a full season, which I doubt. However, it's just one of those funny things. So, right, so he got injured around 20 on 38. He had one score of 90, three scores of 100... Not too bad for a sample size. However, you are realizing that for the Gold Coast, and yes, I realize the Gold Coast suck probably a little more than Carlton. He still had scores of, (laughs) he still had scores of fifty three, sixty four, sixty five, and sixty eight. He Oof. is 25 in 2020. Yes, it's a new club, but sometimes people think new club means a better role. However, I think it's I more... I think
1: it's the same role. Carlton still I need those... I think he goes there and plays the exact same role that he played at the Gold Coast. Carlton
0: need those marking forwards that can hit the goal. Eddie Murphy will be in the pocket. Eddie Murphy? <laughs> 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 Eddie Murphy will be cracking jokes in the pocket. And um, I think Martin will be on that forward flank.
1: I do think so. And on I think the it's, outside. I think that's the best option for Carlton. too. So I think he plays his best football forward of the ball, in my opinion. I think he's, he's a great. good finisher.
0: He's Carlton um, got him for free, and I think it's a great pickup. However, he's not need, super coach relevant. Draft maybe he'll get your eighties most week. I think they but,
1: lack talent in the forward half. Yeah, getting bets in him in the forward half will potentially reap rewards. I don't, don't think that they're going to be too much of a, a fire in uh, yep. in the Premiership, but yeah it's gonna be it's crazy
0: okay so Carlton only have a few rookies that I think are relevant I could be wrong there could be some that pop up between now and then however like I said Carlton have played a lot of their rookies they have gotten people from GWS and other clubs and if anything this year shows that they've picked up multiple people with experience because they want to improve their depth they want to get people with experience but the people that weren't very experienced before, so we're talking about last year and the year before, have already played games, which makes Supercoach relevance horrible because even players that are on the fringe yep. have played many games and they're 200 plus and thousand. And their rookies
1: are too far behind. Those. And their
0: rookies yeah. are well behind. However, the ones that are worth noting are Tom Williamson. He's a 146k defender, so more expensive, One hundred ninety uh, 190 centimeter player, Uh, had a back issue last year, so they put him on ice early and they wanted to get him right for 2020. I've had a look at some of the photos of him in training. He actually looks pretty good. They did a long and extended strengthening program on his back and his glutes to try and support his spine because he did have that back issue. Yep. And uh, look, apparently they reckon he's a really powerful mover. So he was out there for day one of their preseason. So for me, he is the one to watch. He's doing multiple skills sessions. Do you think he plays round one? I think he does.
1: Really? He's he's been with, doing... um, with Doherty with back. Who, yeah. who else are they getting rid of in that back line?
0: I don't know. I think th- there's enough so room Sam for San Petros-
1: Francisco Seaton move back there. You've got Cade Simpson, you've SPS got SPS
0: got... is easily able to move into different spots.
1: I think he should be on the ball. He's yeah. a better he's a better on ball than half their team.
0: But I think Williamson, he was also a good pick. I think it's he's been doing two school sessions a week. They're really excited at where he's at right now, and that's from their high performance director. He is a, a, a fairly cheap player. I think if Coulton, he gets a roll in
1: round one, then I think he's probably in most sides.
0: I think they could use him.
1: I'm I'm not sure he plays.
0: Okay, well that's that's a good it's way a, to see. It's but a, that's it's a
1: preseason watch, right? It's yeah, a, it's, it's a definitely definitely a preseason, a pre-season watch,
0: yeah. and he is one of the only. And relevant, also,
1: how much can he score?
0: He's one of the only relevant players there, and if anything, he could be on the other half back flank. I yeah. think Doherty then plays pocket. I think Simpson probably plays pocket, and you're not sitting too bad.
1: I I agree. I think that they, they probably will just. It's a Usually tough they one. have seven though, right? So they rotate one off the yeah. bench or, or yeah, rotate yeah. seven I think, into...
0: I think he could be part of that mix. And for me, it looks like he's gotten over his issues. He was there for day one, which is a good sign. They rate him, which is another good sign. And he's been doing everything that they need to do. So I'm definitely watching him. He's probably one of the only ones that I would consider. The next one is Tom DeKoning. I think his brother, younger brother got picked up by Geelong around pick 18 this year. Uh, he's an interesting one because basically... He was picked 30 in 2017, two meters tall, 97 kilograms. He's 20 years old. So he's had a couple of years in the system, produced some strong form in the VFL, and the Blues are wrapped with his progress, and they see him as a long-term ruckman. So for me, he could, and I know Pitney's come into the club and whatever have you. However, a 20-year-old pick 40, no, pick 30, should I say? Yep. He actually looks pretty good, and I think he's kind of close. So for and me,
1: reliability of Cruz are playing
0: exactly, and they might then go with um, you know Tom De Koenig over uh, Pitney. Pitney. Yep, Pitney, Pitney could, be like, could be the more depth be, he, behind. Yeah, he could be f- yeah exactly. Yeah. So they they seem to be pretty keen on him. So for me, he's definitely a watch and wait and see. He could be, and Cruz is only one injury away. What is he? Cruz like thirty odd now. He he feels Mate, like forty, but he's like thirty. Chris, he's like 30,
1: 31 He's, he's forty seven right now. actually. Yeah, right. His body is about
0: forty seven, <laughs> yeah. but he's probably only about 30, thirty, thirty one. Um, for me, he could actually play this year. I
1: agree. Uh, I yeah. think that I think that there's a chance that he plays. He could play early as well. I think there's actually quite a few ruckmen this year. Um, rookie price ruckman that may get shouts. Um, yeah, that's fair. Which gives the credence a little bit more towards the starting the Sam Jacobs. Yeah, and that's fair. If they get a, if they I play early, you could. I think there's Rucks that could get game time early this year.
0: Well, if Cameron plays early, you could definitely try and take there's, that risk.
1: There's De Koning, there's Draper, there's yeah. Cameron. There's you know that's three ruckmen right there that are likely to get game time early in the season. Yeah. So and
0: all you needs an injury to a Ruck and bang away you go. Yeah, you are living large like last year. Uh, the last one is uh, Matthew Owies.
1: Oweys? Oweys. Oweys? I say
0: owies, you know why? Too
1: many O's. You
0: know why? Oh. I'm thinking liar, liar. Owies! <laughs> owies! I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? <laughs> owies, that's why I say owies. Uh, a, he's a 123K forward. Uh, look, I don't know how close he is. However, a former basketballer impressed and was dangerous threat playing forward. Knows where the goals are. He has been a senior emergency before for the side, which means that he might have been close until, say, a Nunes came into the side and Jack Martin and Eddie Betts. Yep. So, look, keep an eye on him. I don't have high hopes, but again, he's probably the third most relevant rookie on their list, which is kind of sad. Fair enough. Uh, okay, preseason watch. What's
1: crazy is that um, uh, Uwiz, whatever his name is, was 102K last year. Yeah. And he's gone up to 123k. Well, because
0: okay. once you get elevated to the senior list, you then. But I know it's stupid. Right? It's just a silly yeah, thing. Yeah, it's stupid. It's annoying. It is. Once you get elevated, you kind of, or you've been on the list for a year, you go up. Oh, that's crazy. Um. Okay. Preseason watch breakout contenders. Sammy Walsh. Yep. Number one.
1: Absolutely, could do it.
0: Ah, uh, He could be the one that just goes oh,
1: bang in your second I year. I can be the one. I can be.
0: The the one, the one with Jetley? No. Um. Sam Walsh, four hundred and seventy-one k midfielder. 22 games played them all, 86.9 for an average 84% time on ground and a 65% disposal efficiency. Um, the good thing is he had five scores over 112, which is huge for a first-year player.
1: It's, a, it's, it's crazy. It's and and only, set for and only
0: three scores under a 70. So for him, he's great to have in a keeper league. I wish I stay, kept a hold of him. Um, but again, even for a draft league, I think he has definite relevance. For standard, I don't know if I want to go there. For 471K, you are seriously hoping that he goes. He's work. got to be 110. It's, it's to. got to be
1: like a big, big And numbers. even then,
0: if he goes 105, you're feeling pretty chuffed because he's gone up 20 points on average, but you're still behind everyone else. So it's, it's one of those ones that I like it, and he could pull a Clayton Oliver and go 115. However,
1: where are you picking him in draft? It's tough, eh? Hey? I was thinking, oh, I could probably pick him up 90. No, people are going to get him by that stage. I reckon you might even like have to get him at, say, a 95.
0: Yeah, I reckon you have to. And even then, they're playing. But here's the problem. If you pick him at a 95, you're 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 paying a 50-50 roulette on him going 8 points to 10 points over. I know,
1: which is such a hard pick. That's hard. It's such a hard if pick. If you can
0: get Walsh at a 90, 92, I reckon you're laughing. That's, That's good. 90, 95, you're kind of relying on him going 8 points and even then, you're getting him at true value if he does average a G95. He
1: will be the best supercoach player of the of this next decade. Oh, he will be but the number one supercoach player of the 2020s. I don't know about that. Yep, for the next 10 years. He's going to basically do a Penelbry. Penelbry, first year, averaged like 80-something. Second year, averaged over 100 and never looked back.
0: I wish I didn't get rid of him. I got five for him. Is that, Is that good? Right? I got five. Yeah, that's right? fine. Class yeah. good. Five got good gear. Oh, five had a shoulder recur. So <laughs> we're all in trouble. Uh, Okay, the next one for driver. Let's go. That's the only... Pre-season watch breakout contender. Yep. Uh, look, I could go uh, in for other. No, nah, look. A little bit of. Nah, stuff of no. You know, that's, that's a little coming. bit. A little bit. Uh, but he
1: did have a role change, unfortunately, which wasn't the role change that we all. He look, had two role changes this week. We'll, was thrown into the guts and Chris, was blowing
0: up. We'll get to your. Then... We'll get to your miscomings in a second, okay? <laughs> um, draft relevance. Mark Murphy, 19 games, 90.7 average. He did get injured on uh, 18 round nine, so his true average is about 94. So there's a little bit of value there. Uh, Average 105.3 his last 10 rounds and only had two scores below 99. So, again, Teague's role, check his role. But, again, he is getting older. So just because that's what he did at the end of last year to keep his job isn't necessarily what he's going to do once he has the full
1: Very interesting to see how how they play this year, what their game style's like, how they've developed from last year. I actually do like watching Carlton games because I like their players typically have a lot of supercoach relevance. Yes. And that's what you know, I watch for Crips. Yeah, watching what they're I, what they're losing for.
0: what the losing margin is. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much so much to come. Uh Ed kernow is the other one. Again, averaged seventy three point four his first eleven rounds as a forward and then Teagues is like bang into the midfield you get average one thirteen point eight, which was like his twenty eighteen mm. year The old Burnman. The old Burnman oh, uh, you, you Carl. But again that yeah. becomes this if anything, this shows you how critical role is for supercoach scoring. Yeah. And I know absolutely. we talk about role and we try and watch the differences in, in how people are playing, but uh, 73.4 as a forward. Kernow, who's a, a midfielder and a tagger, and they've used him many ways in the past, but all of a sudden He's new, a coach, new coach comes in going, right, you're in this best, this is your best position, you're playing best position until someone knocks you out of that best position, and then he averages you 113.8 over nine rounds. It's just, uh, you know... It's crazy. That is the best example for positions and scoring. Uh, Cade Simpson actually dropped 11% in time on ground over two seasons.
1: Yep, and it's probably going to go down again. As I said, I don't know how many games he plays this year.
0: Well, that's a huge drop in time on ground, and that's just showing his age, and I guess they're trying to sort of keep him... Holding the team together without having to do everything. I'm
1: super surprised that he hasn't retired. Me either. But I figured that they're probably keeping him just in case Docky doesn't come up. Two years in a row, they've been trying to get Docky back on the park. And he's Maybe he had to go around
0: again because he threw everything on red. You never know. (laughs) I shouldn't make that. I shouldn't
1: make that joke. You shouldn't make that joke. But it was good. I shouldn't make that joke.
0: I'll take that back. Uh, Look, I love love Kate Simpson. I think he provides a lot to Carlton. He tries every week. Every week he's consistent. Uh, but look, it was his lowest output since 2005, which doesn't give me much confidence. I would not be studying him in standard. And in draft, you could probably pick him up around the 80 average and probably be happy with what he gives you. Whether yeah. it's it's like the Luke Hodge when he dropped down. It's like, yeah, Simpson could end up averaging 88 and you could be happy. You could your, a last you. defender
1: or a bench spot, yeah. for sure.
0: Because at least as a last defender, if he fails, you can just trade him on and that's okay. But Absolutely. Uh, he did average in 95.4 his last seven rounds, and he did have lows of 39 and 45 throughout the season. Yeah. So it's
1: one of those ones. With I think he'll be playing much more pocket, like one-on-one defender pocket.
0: He'll probably be trying to distract everyone from the fact that they're giving it to Doherty.
1: Yeah. Well, they've got enough yeah. users now out of defense. So That's if they've true. got Doherty and they've got Newman, they don't need Simpson's foot. They That's don't true. need to get it to Simpson anymore, so that is true. We'll see how. That uh,
0: next one, Charlie Kernow. So eleven games, sixty-eight point five average. Uh injured on seven in round two. Uh injured on five in round fifteen, and true average of eighty-two point four. So yes, there is value there for draft. Definitely don't go there in standard. As I said, what's happened
1: to him recently? Well, he as has I said, surgery another in another he? podcast,
0: yeah. he uh dislocated his kneecap, injury number one, and then he then fractured his patella. So we're talking about two incidents on his knee. Same knee? Yes. Oh, at least and it's the same knee. looks cooked for round one, apparently. And oh, that's... there's no
1: way he plays round one.
0: And apparently the injury is so bad, it's, it's yeah. So don't pick him in standard. Wait in draft. Well, you pick be him little... up on your bench in draft bench. anyway. Bench. Right? bench, right. bench. Uh, but... He did have after with all his injuries before he got injured in round 15. He actually he had games of 89, 93, 102, 154 and averaged 109.5 over four rounds. But um, like all Kernow's, he just can't put it together. So, <laughs> and uh, absolutely next one, Zach Fisher again, draft relevant uh, 21 games, 65.6 average. Actually, had a poor year for his standards. We did have high hopes.
1: Yep. Um, I, thought, I had hoped that last year would be a breakout for him. Well, but did. really, it's the emergence of Sam Walsh and basically roles. took all of his mid-time.
0: Correct. And you look at that. He averaged 89 in his first seven rounds. Walsh was doing well and then started to get some more other things and Sam Petrofsky-Skeeton started to do a few other things and then all of a sudden averaged 52 over his last nine. Yep. So since the coach changed, uh, Zach Fisher no longer there. He's pretty much fishing without any bait there because he's screwed.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, SPS, Chris. Yeah, um, my boy. Your boy. First thing I have down here, didn't average (laughs) 91.5, which was the bet, I believe, Chris. That was the uh, bet. What was the bet for that? Nothing? What was it?
1: No, it was a draft pick or something, wasn't it? I don't even know. What was it?
0: Was it draft pick? Was it now standardly? Because I know I think you I'm won. Not sure. You won the one. Be- you won the one before that. There was something. Oh, I won the one before. That. Actually, I always win. I don't think you've won a bet against I, me. In a I while.
1: won. I won one this year. One. I won. Um, yeah, but
0: we didn't put anything on it.
1: Oh, oh we did. This didn't. time, the one <laughs> bet that we I won. we You're gonna have, you can, on. You can have oh, a look, but we didn't okay. put anything on it. Do so you want to tell them about our um our Mills bet?
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So we have got a current bet going on. Yes. Uh It's actually quite spicy.
1: It's a little bit spicy.
0: So it's Dawson versus Mills. Uh, I probably wish I went uh, Blakely instead of Mills at this point. But hey, look, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so Mills versus Dawson for average for throughout the season. I'm on Dawson. Did we have? I'm on Mills. Did we have a minimum game count on this? I think we might have. Was it 12 games? Yeah,
1: I think we had over 12 games. Over, 12 yeah. over games. half the season, yeah.
0: Over 12 games played. So it's uh, a $50 bet in, as well as... The loser has to give up their first round draft pick in the keeper league for the winner's last round draft pick in the keeper league. So we're not talking first like first pick, we're talking first round pick and last round pick. So that way no one could do any dodgies and trade out their first three rounds and be like, Oh, this is my first draft pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of that dodgy shenanigans. But I could also be dodgy. <laughs> and that's a it's a spicy inclusion. And it's a either bit way, spicy. someone's going oh, okay. someone's gonna be able to give us crap. So look, that's pretty good for that. Uh, anyway, so Sam Sketan skeaton had uh, five scores of 108, including a 136. However, had lows of 28 and 34 and 460. So His the role changes that you spoke absolutely about. Absolutely
1: got hammered by role, was thrown into the midfield and was just destroying it and absolutely killing it. And then T comes in, puts him behind the ball, and then he still went well. Like, he had some good games and some good numbers, but... I- Around the ball, that's where he he shines. So it wasn't really great for his supercoach output and really killed me in the end. But if
0: anything, he actually has a bit more draft relevance this year, being a defender, midfielder. I think that there's less of them and there's a lot of forwards and forward speculatives. Still has scope
1: to break out and maybe maybe average over 90 this year. So definitely. Either um, way,
0: he's draft relevant. He could average you. Uh, Again, over like he's eighty-one point six with a better roll, he could definitely push that ninety mark. But look, let's see how it is. And uh, so the next one I have for draft relevance is Jack Nunes. Um, got nothing to say on him. I just wrote it down and said Zom-. he
1: turns the ball over more than fucking Jack Crisp. I tell you that.
0: Uh, look, twenty games, <laughs> average seventy one point two. Could get a better gig at Carlton. However, I've got down here.
1: Sell me a lemon. He. I don't know why they drafted um, for him. Like they need another person that can turn over the ball more. I know. Like why go for someone like Nunes? It does because, not make well, sense. It's you know why? Not-
0: it's because he wanted to go there, and they're like, sure, we'll take him. <laughs> yeah. You're um, free. He could have. Uh, a he can negative. accumulate the ball though. He could have a negative on a few other players like SPS. Um, but yeah, this is Matilda quote. Sell me a lemon. Yes, he, um,
1: no, yeah it's good. Anyway, she's all right. I mean, ship, good pick
0: Newman. Um, yeah, draft. You could pick him up on your bench, and you could probably get what you get, and you can move him on.
1: You get what you get, and don't get upset. Yeah, that's it. Down.
0: Yeah. That's it. Uh, Other injury news is Marchbank had a fracture in his cervical spine throughout the season, out of a neck brace, and has been out there running at training. So someone, again, I probably wouldn't even pick him in draft at this point unless you see something positive. But look, I'm happy he is out there. Excellent. And that rounds me out for Carlton, Chris.
1: Excellent. Thanks, you. We got through that like a Band-Aid. Whoop! Um, so you'll be enjoying this daily. Well, these these will be uploaded. Yes, but we will be recording again next weekend. Oh no!
0: Before that, we have got to get some stuff out. Oh, we got, even before then. All yeah. right, let's do it. Well, you got your wedding, Chris. We got to get. We true. got to we we gotta, gotta, we gotta do this. We've got
1: to nail it all out in the next two weeks because the, then the wedding comes around. Correct, uh, when I'm which screwed, means we need so to I'm do out to, for two weeks.
0: Mate, we need to do some midweekers. You got to catch up. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's Easy. do it.
1: Get give the people what they want.
0: We need to. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, and stay tuned. And hashtag bless you all.
1: Cheers, guys. Bye. I am
0: invincible, i